Chapter Sixteen of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Sixteen Guy Finishes Up His Business in London. When Vivian Bell found himself on a railroad train in the company of his new friends, bound for London, he was like one from whom a heavy burden had been lifted he became light-hearted and lively i am so happy he said impulsively i am afraid you have never been very happy at the school returned guy no never dr musgrave has always been unkind to me said vivian with a shudder he would probably have punished you very severely if we had not made our appearance he would have almost killed me he was frightfully angry at my running away how strong your friend is he added looking at august locke admiringly august smiled he was human and he was pleased with the compliment i think i was too much for the doctor he said but the time was when he had the advantage of me i have been flogged more than once in my school days but i fancy i deserved it more than you you don't look to me like a very bad boy the doctor said i was but indeed i tried to do my duty yet he was always flogging me rawdon was your friend was he not yes he was my only friend he was always ready to stand up for me the doctor never flogged him no i don't see why for he wasn't a model boy though he was a good friend to me he seemed like a trump i'm sorry i didn't tip him i say guy i mean to send him a couple of guineas just to show my appreciation of his pluck and friendship for your ward no it is i who ought to do that we'll do it together for a few days guy kept vivian with him at the hotel he set himself to explore london visiting all the noted places usually sought by strangers and this the boy thoroughly enjoyed guy determined to give him some pleasure after his long thraldom at school on the sixth day in walking up the strand he and vivian were surprised to meet jim rawdon rawdon saw them first hello you two i was in hopes to meet you he said but how do you happen to be in london asked guy you haven't run away from school have you not exactly but it amounts to the same thing except that my father is satisfied with my leaving tell me all about it well it was this way after you took bell away the doctor was fearfully cross he was ashamed to think we boys had seen his downfall and as you were not there he vented his anger on us there were never so many boys flogged at the same length of time before did you receive the money mr locke and myself sent you yes and it got me into trouble you see the doctor heard of it and it set him to thinking finally he found out by the help of that sneaking son of his that i had encouraged bell to run away he was almost beside himself with anger and made up his mind to do what he had never done before that is give me a flogging i hope he didn't do it said guy hastily listen and i will tell you all about it 
he summoned me before the whole school and made a short speech james rawdon he said i have spared you heretofore on account of your excellent father but i find you have aided and abetted your schoolmate bell to run away in defiance of my rightful authority did you or did you not i did i answered the boy was so brutally treated that he had good reason to run away i never heard such insolence roared the doctor his eyes blazing take off your jacket thank you sir i replied i'd rather keep it on he lost all control of himself then and sprang for me with the whip my father had told me never to submit to a flogging so i grabbed for the whip and we had a struggle for it i managed to break his spectacles and convinced him that i was pretty strong for a boy but what frightened him most was this i pulled out a toy pistol from my pocket and the doctor became pale as a sheet put that down sir he cried i will dispose of your case to-morrow that was all i wanted that very evening i walked to the station and took the cars for london buying my ticket with the money you sent me when i told my father what led me to leave the school he told me i had done right and he sent the doctor a letter which he won't be very glad to read dr musgrave seems to be a very unwise man said guy all the boys are getting dissatisfied rejoined rawdon i know four who have written to their fathers to take them away dr musgrave will soon find himself deserted on this point we will anticipate matters a little by saying that rawdon's statement proved prophetic dr musgrave's temper was so aggravated by what had occurred that he increased his severity to such an extent as to induce a rebellion of the pupils the directors were finally obliged to take cognizance of the complaints made by the parents and the result was that dr musgrave was removed from the post of headmaster he found it impossible to get another position and was compelled to live or attempt to live on the income of a small sum which he had been able to accumulate in his twenty years service his successor was a man of high scholarship and enlightened views who had assisted dr arnold at rugby school under his charge the school regained its lost popularity for his humiliation dr musgrave had only himself to thank but it is doubtful if he fully realized it a problem now presented itself to guy in reference to his ward what should he do with him as the boy's education was incomplete it seemed desirable that it should be continued moreover in his future plans guy felt that vivian's company would hamper him besides increasing his responsibility jim rawdon came to the rescue one morning he called at the hotel where guy was living and said why can't you let bell go to school with me where are you going asked guy my father sent me to a clergyman who takes but six scholars and who is highly recommended he has two vacancies so there is room for bell and myself please give me the clergyman's name and i will look the matter up rawdon did so guy heard upon inquiry such good accounts of the teacher recommended 
that he decided to send vivian to him especially as he found that his young ward was in favor of the plan this relieved him and left him ready to carry out any instructions he might receive from his employer in bombay it was not long before these instructions came going one morning to the banking-house he found a letter from mr saunders a part of it ran thus i presume you have visited milton school and inquired into the charges brought by my ward vivian bell against the headmaster if the boy is really ill-treated have no hesitation in removing him i am not willing that my old friend's son should be cruelly used of my own knowledge i know nothing of dr musgrave but you will have no difficulty in forming a correct judgment as to his character and methods i leave it to your discretion to select another school for vivian unless the boy's health should require a journey in which case you may take him with you to america this leads me to say that certain matters which i will detail to you in a note of instruction i wish to have you discuss with my new york agent gilbert fraser whose address you have this will make it necessary for you to make a brief visit to new york i now come to the matter of the pirate's treasure which according to the papers you showed me is probably concealed on one of the agalagus islands when you first mentioned the matter to me i thought little of it so many stories are extant about buried treasure that i was disposed to think this might be entitled to little consideration but further reflections have led me to think that the treasure may really have an existence i therefore authorize you to communicate with your old acquaintance captain grover of the osprey with a view to engaging his services on his next trip in a search for the island that nothing may interfere with this object he may report to my agent mr fraser who will provide him with a cargo consigned to me the search for the island will occasion delay but of this i shall not complain though another party undoubtedly would i send you a letter of credit addressed to mr fraser who will provide you with such funds as you need yours truly john saunders a memorandum of instructions accompanied this letter end of chapter sixteen